Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Psychic Detective Live, coming to you from the city of Portland in beautiful Oregon, live on Halloween. <laughs> As we all sit down tonight, when evil spirits roam the land and all manner of creatures stalk the night, our jack-o'-lanterns light the way, our candles burn with a white flame. And we say our prayers for our safety and yours. Without further ado, let's meet the stars of our show, Private Investigator Mark Baisley, Crime Historian Ellie Harkness, and the undoubtedly reluctant star of the show, Psychic Medium Caroline Didwell. Woo! Thank you, you're too kind. So, Mark, what are you trying to find? There's no doubt an unsolved mystery at the heart of tonight's show. That's right, Siobhan. When we were looking into the unsolved cases that took place around Halloween, this one just jumped out at us straight away. In 1962, a series of young women all went missing from the streets of Portland. Although they were never formally identified... We believe that three skeletons discovered in a derelict building were the victims. And using them to tell their own tale, we hope to identify who was responsible for ending their lives. Oh, are, are those coffins? You have the bodies here tonight? We sure do. How exciting! We'll be right back after the shortest of short breaks. Join us for the first ever Psychic Detective Live Halloween in Portland. For reasons I can only describe as beyond my comprehension, I had agreed to be dragged into this pantomime farce. There were so many other things I could have been doing on All Hallows' Eve. To make matters worse, I had ended up being here alone as my companion had to cancel. To be fair to the crew of Psychic Detective, they had done a good job with the set. Jack-o'-lanterns sitting on plinths, each with a similar evil glint in their carvings, and the coffins hanging from the ceiling were a particularly nice touch. I'm not sure about this, Mark. I don't feel happy. It's like there's something in the air. Everything will be fine. We've done all the checks. All the baseline tests are normal, and no red orbs appeared on the digicam. It still doesn't feel right. You never said anything about the skeletons. (sighs) There's a presence here, a dark one close by. I've seen things like this before. The obviously false psychic from a semi-professional stage school. The former authority figure to offer credibility. And Chiffon Fox is one of those girls whose father is an executive producer, and what he says goes. Maybe if I close my eyes for long enough, it'll be over quickly. Welcome back as we prepare to uncover the truth on Psychic Detective Live. Mark, will you take us through what's happening? As you can see, we have a glass table which has been created just for this show. It's a mixture of a Ouija board and seance table. Everyone has a specific outline in which they will place their hands when the seance starts. I was highly impressed that Mark Baisley never seemed to tire of the sound of his own voice. There was something about 1962 that seemed to remind me of something. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Portland's bid for the 1968 Olympics. 
In order to help contact the spirits, we have a few items that have recently been recovered from where we believe was the murder scene. A knife, believed to have been the murder weapon, used to slit the victim's throats. A collection of silver coins, found in a circle on the floor. A sealed copper box. Hopefully using psychometry, Caroline will be able to pick up on the residual energy within these items and start to give us a bit of information. As the artifacts were placed on the table, alarm bells were ringing in my head. I'd seen them before, but where? This was no longer just a bit of harmless entertainment. I sensed a dark presence waiting. Can... can you remove the box? I don't want it on the table. What's wrong? I don't know. There's something wrong with the box. I don't like it. It's fine. It's just a box. It's sealed. Can we please bring the lights down? Now, in the glow of the candles, we ask for absolute silence. If you see anything, then report it to one of the production assistants nearby. We ask that the protection of the eternal light be given to the souls of everyone in this room. We ask that any spirit presences here with us make themselves known and enter into the circle we have created. Everyone, put their hands on the table, touching fingers. All of a sudden, everything came back to me. 1962, the circle of coins, the bronze box. Something nasty was about to be unleashed. Again. You must stop this now! After all these years, I can smell the fear. It's a glorious scent. Fear makes me stronger. The more scared you are, the more I grow. Okay, Caroline, a joke's a joke. Don't antagonize her. Excuse me? Who are you? Byron? Wait a minute, what... What's going on? This wasn't in the script. We never discussed this at rehearsals. Oh, that's good. I can feel your fear. Oh, I can taste it on the tip of my tongue. Carola, come forward. Resist the entity. That's it. I can feel the fear spreading. Oh, it's wonderful. Glorious. Stop it. Just stop it now. Your voice hasn't aged. How long has it been? Over 45 years. Right. Just wait until I tell Daddy. You've gone and ruined this for me. Oh, will you just die? Everyone, just stay calm. Try not to be scared. That's what she wants. Look, what's going on? 
Just sit down and look pretty. That's your best bet to stay alive. Don't you patronize me. Hmm. Oh, anger. Nearly as good as fear. More of a tangy flavor. Goes well with a good claret. Leave her. Leave her now. Or what? Excuse me? A demon has taken possession of your girlfriend. Not exactly going to ring Rent-A-Priest, are you? And what exactly do you know, Mr... whatever your name is? Call me Byron. And no, I don't recite poetry. (laughs) We know each other very well, don't we, Byron? Sit down and we can talk. Why would I want to talk to you? Because you don't want me to continue my work. You, muscle man, take that woman and get out. You can't tell me what- Look, if you want to live, get out of here now! There you go. Just the two of us. Just as it was before. Uh, not yet. Impressive. Do you do children's parties? Oh, Byron, Byron, Byron. So much tiredness in your voice. Is life getting too much for you? Or is it a lack of... Your tricks won't work on me. Are you sure? How much do you remember of 1962? Help me, please. Whoever you are. Please don't stand there. She's gonna kill me. Please help me get free. How did you do that? Oh, what's wrong, Byron? Familiar? Too much like a fresh memory? What's 40 years when you've lived for hundreds? Please don't just stand there in the shadows. I know you're there. Help me before she comes back. What's wrong with you? Where's your pity? Please, I'm begging you. I don't want to die. I couldn't. I had to leave her there. Because you were waiting for me. Yes. I suppose I should have been honored. It isn't every mistake that the great Byron makes that he tries to clean up. You were a necessity at the time. Oh, was I? Couldn't wait to get rid of me, though, once the experiment had a mind of its own. Oh, no. Once the experiment got into the real world and exceeded its parameters, then what? What do you do? The deaths were unfortunate, but not unexpected. Oh, Byron, stop trying to convince yourself. The first two were unavoidable as I was ahead of you. The third, you could have saved her. You could have set her free before I returned. But you waited. You watched. Somewhere inside, I think you enjoyed it. Don't try and get into my head. I've seen death and decay. I've been around a lot longer than you and seen genuine evil, not just mini-evil. You're just a housefly compared to the real threats out there. What was that? Oh, nothing. What are you doing? Just growing tired of the usual, I'm so evil I grow power from fear, blah blah blah. Stop it, Byron! I could kill you where you sit! I would be inclined to believe you if I was as gullible as the mortals. All this is just smoke and mirrors, basic spirit energy. 
I've already killed tonight. What makes you so sure I won't do it again? You see, you let everybody go. So caught up in having me all to yourself, there's no one here. No one to feed you with fear or anger. You've cut yourself off from your food supply. Oh, and as Lieutenant Columbo might say, just one more thing. You're back in the circle of coins. I've cut you off again. No! It can't be! You should have been listening before, because I do know Rent-A-Priest. He gave me a few tips on banishing demons over a few glasses of brandy on a cold night in Vancouver. What a wild time that was. Let me out of here, Byron! Or I swear I'll make your life a living hell! I don't think so. You're growing weaker by the second, unable to feed on the fear and anger and negativity you so desperately desire. I give you five... Let me out! Let me out! Or... I swear to you, Byron, I'll harm this body! If you don't let me go, I'll hurt her! Three... Listen to me, Byron! Let me out! Two... I feel so tired. So weak. Please, Byron. Have pity on me. You created me to be this way! One... It's okay. You were possessed. It's over now. Yes, I can remember it. So much anger and... Yes, I know. You can spare me the darkness of the soul routine, thank you. Nothing from you. No aura, no... Just... Nothing. Yep. Comes with the suit. Sorry. What is that... That... Thing in there? Fog. Particularly nasty type of nature-altering demonic fog. Maybe somebody could write a book about it. Killer mist. <sighs> Sounds like a king of an idea. Forty years ago, I trapped it in a circle of coins fished from the river Ganges and locked it in a copper box crafted by monks in Tibet. You do a lot of traveling for someone without a tan. I get around. Factor 250 sun cream comes in quite handy, too. What are you going to do? Wait. It'll choose to either escape back into the box or dissipate into insubstantiality. How long will you wait? As long as it takes. I'm a very patient man. And so, I waited. Eventually it retreated back into its box. Everyone was talking about the night Psychic Detective Live stopped broadcasting for no reason. Everyone who was there talked about the great spectacle they witnessed. Uh, you should have been there, piece of audience participation entertainment. I took the box back to my study and locked it away in a safe. Just another Halloween in Portland. You've been listening to Dead Time, a Byron Chronicles Halloween special, written by Mark D. Renchild. Featured in the cast were Christoph Laputka as Mark Baisley, Tracy Hall as Ellie Harkness, Tanya Milojevic as Sivon Fox, Kathy Ranella as Caroline Didwell, Millie Gretzky as the captive girl, and David Alt as Byron. The music was by Midnight Syndicate, the Byron team by Kai Hartwig. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. Post-production work by Eric Busby. This has been a Darker Projects production. 
Happy Halloween. Ha, 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 